Do you think your children love themselves enough? They really want to love their bodies and they don't want to be told by the world to be anything other than what they are. They just want to celebrate their uniqueness. Today on Feed, Play, Love, we're talking body positivity and how to help your kids embrace it. Feed, Play, Love with Siobhan Hunt. I have two questions for you. One, how do you feel about your body? And two, do you know how your child feels about their body? My next guest wants you to think about these things deeply because many of us and our children face a crisis of confidence when it comes to our bodies. Taryn Bromford wants to change that with her film Embrace Kids. She's also co-authored a book of the same name with Dr. Zali Yeager. Taryn, welcome to Think Play Love. Thank you for having me. Or I should say welcome back. Yeah. It has been a few years in between, but welcome back. <laughs> Your passion for body positivity started with quite a raw and personal experience. Can you tell us about the original post, if we can call it that, that started or kind of kicked off this journey you've been on? Yeah, so it was almost 10 years ago now and um, I hated my body after I had my three kids and I thought I just want her body and that is that very stereotypical bikini body. My trainer said, well, why don't you train and get it and do a bodybuilding competition, which I did. Um, And then my body went back to what it was after that competition and I became very, very comfortable with how it looked. And you know those before and after photos where we see a woman or a man before, they're in a larger body and they're very unhappy. They lose weight and miraculously, they're happy. And I was like, I am calling BS on this um, because I had the body and I wasn't happy. I was obsessed. I was calorie counting. I was punishing my body. Um, I was disconnected from myself and my friends and family. So I swapped the before and after around and it was before was on stage in that perfect body my after was as I am now, um, a few more folds and rolls and a bit of cellulite, but really happy. And it broke people's brains. And it kind of <laughs> did. It did. It, it was really like headline did, news it? around the world. In most countries, it was headline news. I mean, a friend of mine got off a Qantas flight and said, Taryn, you made the in-flight news. I'm like, that really is dumb. <laughs> um, but So before then, I was a photographer and um, had three young kids had never done anything in the media and all of a sudden I was catapulted onto the global stage and was doing interviews on Good Morning America and Poland TV and I had a Russian film crew fly out to spend time with me. I mean, it was something else, but thank gosh I weathered the storm. I'm still here. You are still here. And one of the things I think when people hear a story like that or they see your story or they follow you on Instagram um, and they see this gorgeous, confident woman... Um, I feel like we miss a big part of the story there because, as you said, that's a lot of attention for an image that even though you were happy with the after, it's still a, it's still very personal. You're, you've had people all over the world commenting on you and what you look like. Was that quite hard to navigate, even when you know you had a message you wanted to tell people? Yeah, I mean, it was hard because um, I, I had never had any experience in being a public figure or being on TV or doing radio. And I had to really 
dance with those emotions for a while, even public speaking. I mean, I would not want to put my hand up around a boardroom situation, let alone stand on a stage. But isn't it cool to think, I mean, now I go to Google and Silicon Valley and talk It's and travel the world speaking. And I say that because it's a such a contrast from the person that I was and really the difference between who I was then and that self-doubt and lacking the confidence and the person I am now is that I've learned to embrace my body and I have all this energy because I'm not hating my body. Like everyone always says, I mean, I'm dead tired. I'm on a publicity tour, as you know. It's hectic as, but I still feel like I'm, you know, I'm on top of the world because I'm not preoccupied or obsessed with my how my body looks. I'm just getting on with it. And it's such a gift and it's a gift I want for every person on the planet. In some ways, I think that kids today are more comfortable in their bodies than we ever were, the Gen Xs of the world and even millennials and people like that. But after you made Embrace for Adults, which was kind of the culmination of all that crazy media experience you had on that before and after shot, you still found there was a need for a version of Embrace for Kids. Did that surprise you or were you like, that makes total sense to me? Yeah, I mean, when Embrace, I mean, that was released in 2016, so it's been around for a while now. It's still on Netflix, which is which is really cool. But we had millions of people in over 190 countries see that film and the number one piece of feedback was, I wish I had seen this when I was younger. So it came pretty evident to me that I would need to make a film for kids. And even my experience working with teenagers in high school with the first film and doing these Q&As and doing talks in schools I was meeting 14, 15, 16-year-olds. Some of them had hated their bodies for four, five, six, seven years already. And it felt like I was reaching them too late. So I knew that we needed to get in early and help them build a foundation of values based on who they are and what they do and how they feel and not so much about what they look like. I think we've all gone down a very slippery slope and a really tragic road where we've forgotten that we're here to do and have fun and enjoy these bodies instead of instead of obsessing about how they look. Some people listening to this, okay, me, um, might hear what you're saying and I think we place a lot of blame at the door of social media in terms of that comparison and that's what we're looking at and therefore we're extremely worried about our children who are growing up around this. But then I didn't grow up with social media and I've had the same issues that you spoke about with my body. So were you able to see in the making of these two films what was different, what was the same? Is it harder for our kids today? Is it easier? I mean, were you able to make those distinctions? Yeah, I mean, it is really hard to compare. I mean, the first film I was very focused on Photoshopping. Now it's the filters. Um, But it's still the same theme where we're portraying not the realness of life, not the messiness. You know, there's a great Steve Furtick quote that says, don't compare your behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reel. It's what we do on social media. It's what our kids are doing. Social media can be really damaging, as we all know, but it's here to stay. So now it's about empowering our kids to use it in a way that they can feel inspired to be a better person and to do in the world. And that means following less appearance-based images and people and bodies and filling up their feeds with people who are doing um, dog videos, cat videos, crafts, you know, projects, as opposed to what someone looks like. 
This movie that you've made, Embrace for Kids, I love it. And I think it's just so perfect for our kids. One of the reasons I loved it so much was because it felt that it was talking directly to kids. It didn't feel patronizing. And I'm not sure if that's because of who you had on it or how you had them talking. I mean, was that a conscious decision to be directly talking to kids? Yeah, 100%. I mean, the film can be seen by families and I encourage families to go together because we unpack a lot of big subjects. And I'm just so excited to hear the stories of what happens on the way home from the cinema or around the dining room table because we cover off not just body image but bullying and gender stereotyping and disability and representation like so much but yes no one wanted to hear from me like kids don't want to hear from me because apparently I'm old you know like that's (laughs) to a child I'm old I mean I'm just getting started but whatever (laughs) um but so yeah I I cast 18 kids who are nothing short of breathtakingly brilliant. Um, I mean, I don't remember being half as articulate as them at their age. I mean, I was, yeah, don't even want to tell you what I was doing at their age. But they are, they're so good and they're so diverse and they all were so vulnerable in sharing their own stories. And that's how we connect when we hear someone else's story And for a kid watching that in an audience, um, just last night I had kids at a screening say, put their hand up and say, thanks for putting Chloe Hayden in the film. I have autism. And then two other kids yelled out, I've got autism too. And like we, (laughs) and then the the, the whole audience erupted in in like clapping because we're like, cool. Um, And this is what happens. We arrive in the world differently. We become different in the world and it's all okay. And to be seen feels so good. Mm. And and also, we can't take away from the super cool people you have in your documentary. Oh, my gosh. Go I, on. I, name I, did, them. I, I try to be cool in front. I mean, I love some of these people. And they're all your friends too, so you yeah. can name drop till the cows come home. But um, I remember, this is embarrassing, but it does go to show that I just listen to podcasts and not music. But I followed Amy Shepherd for her body positivity before I ever heard her sing. But obviously seeing this gorgeous mermaid-like woman on the screen talking about her own experience, um, Celeste Barber, I mean, my daughter said to me when I said, we're going to see this, and she went, is Celeste Barber in that that (laughs) film? And I said, yes, and she's like, excellent. And she's an executive producer. I mean, I I just, I love Celeste. She's so cool. And and in the film, how funny is she? Funny and honest and real, which makes so much difference, I think, to kids. Um, Now, I'm seeing the praises of the movie, but I don't want to take away from the fact that Parents do have a role to play. Of course, bringing them to the film is a good step. Um, but in your book that is kind of accompanies the film, doesn't it? It's like yeah, giving a companion guide, companion yeah. guide to parents so they can sort of move away from the film and start working out things for themselves. That seems key to me because you have elements in this book that are like parents, here's your work. This is what you have to do if you want your kids to be confident. Yeah, and we, we all want that for our kids. Um, and I think it's now time to, I guess, take responsibility for the things that we say and the things that we do in front of them. And you're right, the film is a really great place to open up the conversation, but we knew that parents would walk away going, okay, I want to help my kids, but I don't know how. 
So I um, contacted Dr. Zali Yeager. We had worked together um, for a number of times. Um, she actually did a global study on the first film, Embrace, and it was published in a medical journal to say the difference that it actually made to people's body image. So we, I was really excited to ring Zali and say, will you write a book with me, a parenting book? And she was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I was crushed in a minute. I was like, why? Why is that? Um, she goes, no, because all the parenting books that I've got sit on my bookshelf and they make me feel really bad. And I was like, well, not all parents, I'm not saying, we're not saying all parenting books are bad, but a lot of them do make you feel like, I don't know, there's a lot of suggestions often that isn't real life. Yes. And um, Zali and I wanted to write this book. So she obviously eventually came around to help parents with here's all the things, here's all the science, here's all the evidence, but here's from our perspective, we've got seven kids between us. Let's throw some real into that as well. And it's, so it's a book and it's a how-to with no shoulds and shame. Oh, that sounds brilliant. Speaking of those seven kids, at least three of them are yours. <laughs> so um, how have they responded to the film? Yeah, um, so actually I'm going to take four on now because I have a stepson now. So in my bio, some bios say I've got three kids and some say I've got four. And now it's like, no, 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 there there are. Like, it's, it's a weird space, you know, when yes. you've blended families. Um they they they've all seen the film. Uh, they all love the film. I have to say, my sixteen year old. Um, I showed him shortly after we finished editing, and he said to me after he watched it, he said, "Oh, it's better than I thought it was going to be, Mum." <laughs> and I was like, "Thank you, thank you for bestowing that five star review on me, son." Um, I think that's a pretty good review for a sixteen year old boy. Yeah. Um, was he just grateful you didn't get your kid off in this one? Oh, one hundred percent. I have to say that's been that's a whole other thing. My poor kids, you know, it's um, it's not easy sometimes for them, especially the boys, to have their mum doing what they do. Um, I should mention that's part of the first film, Embrace, and it's not in any raunchy way. I know, it's in yeah, a loving. Yeah. Can we give that context? It's not only fans or whatever that thing is. Could you, could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, it's it's in the context of body image, but look. They loved the film and uh, kids who have seen it, our test audiences and we've just started, um, you know, doing all the Q&As and the feedback has been so beautiful. Um, for me, you know, every project that I ever work on, it's about how do we help people um, and, and how do we do it in a really meaningful way. So it's, it's not about the razzle-dazzle, the, all the things that come with it. That's just kind of the byproduct. It's, it's about changing people's lives. And um, I'm feeling really confident that this film's going to do just that. Which is fabulous. And um, as you mentioned, you have already seen the impact of Embrace through the study that Zali did. Now you've got this film going out to children everywhere. What are you hoping happens from here on in? Yeah, I mean, my wish for this film was that it opens up a conversation for families to have difficult, you know, chats and to really unpack some of the big subjects that we bring up in the film. I would love to turn around the statistics that say that 77% of Australian school children consider body image to be their number one concern. 
and I could give you 20 others, but let me just say it's, it's not great news out there. So we would love to turn those statistics around. And, you know, for anyone who's listening that wants to be part of this or wants to be part of the change or to help their kids, of course, go see the film, of course, get the book. But we also created a website with free information. And let me tell you, it's not just downloadable PDFs. It's fun. Um, <laughs> we, it's, it's, a, it's for kids, parents, teachers, sporting coaches, and it's a world first. It's your one-stop shop of body image resources that's all evidence-based. Dr. Zali Yeager and I co-founded it. We've been working with a team of clinicians and researchers and teachers and it's a really important place for everyone to go if they're like, I don't know what to do and I need some help. You're going to find it at thehub.com. Beautiful. Oh, we love that. (laughs) Taryn, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for having me. That's Taryn Bump. That's (laughs) Bumfit. Hey, has anyone ever called you that? Bumfit. Have you got a fit bum? Well, you know, guys, (laughs) that's great. You got to keep that in now. You must keep. Everybody, anyone else in the studio listening, my bum is fit. (laughs) I can't be the first person who's done that. Oh, dear. Let's try that again. Taryn Brumfit, director of Embrace Kids and co-author of the book of the same name. And I can absolutely say this is a film you need to watch with your kids. It's so impressive. Check out the links in the notes of this episode for where you can catch it and for the book and for where you can access the free resources that Taryn spoke about. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love. If you did, please rate, review or favourite. That way you'll get all the new episodes, plus we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, email me at feedplaylove at listener.com. Bye for now.